Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Fantasy Madness Podcast with me, your host, the Mad Chatter, Ryan MK. And don't forget to follow me on, uh, you know, the Twitters and the and 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 then the Instagrams and do all the likes and and you know that that downloads and all that good stuffs, good stuffs at RMK Madness. Yes, for the Twitters and all that. Yes. So happy belated UFO day. And if you've listened to me at all before now, then, uh, you know, I kind of dig that stuff. So if you've heard my Miscellaneous Debris podcast, we've talked about it a little bit. As a matter of fact, I'll have an episode of that coming out today as well. And we will be discussing some UFO stuff. So, yeah, I say will. Like, <laughs> it's just me. But uh, I'm a little mad. So we'll be getting to that. But I hope everyone has had a good week. Friday, heading into the weekend. My week wasn't uh, terrible. It wasn't as chill, as nice as some other weeks. Thanks to, well, Wednesday, I had a dentist appointment. Now, I'm already aware I have some gum issues, okay? I know this. And I haven't seen the dentist since right before I moved here to Colorado, which it's been about two years now. So I know this sounds terrible. Now, I do, when I'm on point with my teeth, I take very good care of my teeth, okay? I really do. The problem is, over the past couple of years, I've had a couple of periods of time, some personal stuff, and I've very much neglected them. (laughs) So as much progress as I had made, I kind of deleted some of that, and that's essentially what I was told. And so now I've got some work to do on the old chompers. But I suppose most of us do, eh? Or maybe I'm in the minority. All I know is, damn, man, I really do. I'm spot on with my teeth. I really am. But that I just have these periods of time. I just... Fucking dentist stuff. The teeth stuff. But it's so important. The mouth stuff is so important. It really is. And somehow it's so easy to neglect. At least for me. I don't know what the deal is. I don't know. And then yesterday, I woke up... I also deal with, uh, well, haven't necessarily officially been diagnosed, but I believe I do have irritable bowel syndrome, and it's not fun. I do have some tummy issues. I've been checked out, scoped out, if you will, and uh, nothing serious, so I'm not sure what the deal is. I don't know. (laughs) As far as uh, what doctors I've seen, they didn't seem to really know either, so... I sometimes wonder if maybe I just produce an extra amount of acid or something. And I'm sorry to get into all this, but I'm going through the dentist and all of this stuff. I just can't help but chat about it, right? That's what I do. So I had the tummy issues yesterday. And man, I just had a hard time getting going with anything. Because I woke up just... the, the, The acid reflux was just kicking my butt. So I just... it It took me... Almost damn near all day to get going. <laughs> so, not the most fun couple of days, but they still weren't absolutely terrible, you know. <laughs> but I hope your week was good. Again, mine not terrible. And we head into the weekend. We head into the weekend with uh, some real questions about sports, though, man. And woman. All y'alls. Because... I mean, you've got the NBA talking now. See, here's the thing. 
COVID cases are spiking. It's like f- fucking breaking records at a daily basis. Fauci came out and said, hey, it's uh, mutated and it's more infectious. Now, at this point, it hasn't mutated into something more deadly. That, if it comes, could be in the second wave. And keep in mind, we're still in the first wave. And so it's more infectious, so it's going to spread easier. If that's so, <laughs> that's going to make sports real fucking tough. I'm just saying, I, I, there's real got to be real questions. There was something out yesterday about the NBA and a second bubble in Chicago for the non-Orlando teams. Like, really? You're going to try and do more? Like, the NFL's going on as business as usual. MLB's getting ready to play. Like, I just... I feel like somehow they missed their window, you know? (laughs) If they even had a window. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Because you got to imagine, there's no college football. That throws a whole bunch of stuff into fantasy. In a way, it could potentially. And then you look at, although the NFL did cancel the supplemental draft, so if college football gets canceled, I don't know if they're in, who knows. But the NFL, I mean, if it gets canceled, that's, that's big news for fantasy leagues, you know? That's, that like, because if you're playing in a one-year league, well, that league's fucked. <laughs> Give everybody their money back. If, if it's, if you're playing in a dynasty league, you, I mean, how do you determine, I just, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy what could come from all of this. But in other news, let's look at some different news. We're not gonna, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on COVID and everything going on with that, then please check out my miscellaneous debris podcast. But for other football news, the NFL came out and said they're going to play the Black National Anthem at uh, NFL games. Now, I guess I just learned about this late yesterday, and so I haven't spoken to really anyone on it or read a whole lot into it, but it would seem to me, I mean, I'd, hey, if black people are, if that's cool with them and that's what they want to do, I'm all for it. But on the surface, to me, it seems odd. It seems odd. I mean, I've always thought, what the fuck is the... There's a group of people that would say, why is the national anthem at sporting events in the first place? And I'm one of them. Yeah, at the Olympics, I get it. I get it. That's a, you know, a country versus country competition. I get showing your pride for your country there, but we don't need to fucking play it all the time here. For every fucking sporting event? I've always thought that. So this is an interesting route that instead of just taking it away, they would add another anthem. And again, if it's what black people are down for, I'm all about it. But to me, that's like... That's... that's, It feels a little bit of sowing that division, right? Because... I, I don't know. <laughs> because then it's like, oh, you've got one, a, a, an anthem for black people and an anthem for white people, and that feels fucking divisive. 
It does. But again, if if majority of black folks, if this is what they're down for, then hey, hey, I'm on board. I'm just first glance on the surface. This seems odd. An odd move by the NFL. But maybe they pulled players and, you know, majority of the black, black players were down for this. And if that's so, then I'm not fucking arguing with him. <laughs> Just my initial reaction on the surface of this, really. But then, in other news, we, ha- we do have something that d- does really feel like it could actually cause change. And it has to do with, well, the team that I, in Washington, that I often refer to as the uh, Foreskins. And Nike has removed everything that's Redskins from their merchandise line, right? All the Redskins merch is gone. Now, I don't believe that means there's no Washington stuff, but I don't know. I'd have to look. But as far as anything with Redskins, that's gone. And then FedEx, who it's, you know, Washington plays at FedEx Field, I believe they have some stock in this. Yeah, it's FedEx Field. Anyway, they have asked Washington to change the name. So you've got big sponsor saying change the name. Nike, big time athletic company, the apparel, apparel company, they're taking away your fucking Redskins merch. So to me, this would <laughs> seem to indicate that uh, the wisest choice for the Washington football team and their, uh, how should I put, I'm just going to call it, you know, Mr. Snyder. We'll, we'll leave it at that. When you've got the sponsor and you've got Nike, you, when you've got this stuff, I mean, it would behoove you to just change the fucking name. <laughs> and it'd be about time to. Although I have enjoyed calling them the foreskins, I must admit. I must admit. But anyway, that's what I got for you. That's what I got for you. Opening up the show, a little bit of new stuff like that. And yeah, let's go ahead and get into the fucking madness, shall we? That's right. Welcome to the madness. That's right. That's right with the mad And what I got for you today, and I caught the madness for any new listeners who you might not be used to. Let me just explain. Let me just, anybody new. Mad chatter. I call myself that because, well, I, let, let's be honest. I'm a little off and I like to talk. I'm one of those that definitely likes to hear the sound of my own voice. I don't know that I necessarily like to hear the sound of my own voice as much as I just can't help, but I like to just chatter. That's probably more the case, because I really, when it comes down to it, I'm not all that fond of my voice, but that's what I got, so I'm rolling with it. That's what I got. That's what I got. Anyway, anyway, so... Yes, mad chatter, we got the fantasy madness going, and I call it the madness because it's it's the meat of, of my pod, the meat of the episode where I really get into kind of, because, you know, I kind of come in and talking a little rambling and stuff, introduction, some news, and then I like to close it out, but in the middle, the meat of the pod, it's the madness. 
And for this particular episode, I'm going to get into some steals and the double-digit rounds of fantasy drafts, specifically dynasty fantasy drafts. Now, I'm not going to really talk about rookies because, you know, if you've done enough of rookie drafts, things like that, at this point, a lot of people are probably rookied out. I'm looking at non-rookies who are still young because I, when I'm in a dynasty draft, I don't like to go too old, particularly at running back. And so I like to stay as young as possible. But, that, you know, you got to get value when you do these drafts. And so there are some guys going in the double-digit rounds and it, it's, it's, it, it kind of baffles the mind. Okay, so we're going to get into it. And per usual, like I usually do things, we'll go by position. That's right. So we're going to start out with running back. And I'm not going to mess with quarterbacks because we got into a lot of quarterback talk recently. So just know those top guys, they're worth getting. Are there some guys you can get in the later rounds that are Obviously serviceable, of course, of course, but not ideal in this day and age in fantasy, in my uh, humble opinion. So we're going to keep moving on. We're going to start with running back and in the 10th round, Matt Breida, Tariq Cohen. Matt Breida's 25. Yeah, he's got a little bit of uh, injury history. Fragility rating is a little bit high. But he walks into a team with... Jordan Howard, who they signed, and I, I've just never been big on Jordan Howard. I mean, he's all right for, you know, short yardage goal line where he's not terrible in, in that regard, but he's nothing special, and there's nothing special behind him. I'm not a big believer in Patrick Laird. Uh, if I would take a chance on Miles Gaskin, but I would think if the Dolphins believed in him, they wouldn't have signed jo- Jordan Howard and traded for Matt Breida. So, that's where I'm coming from. And Matt Breida in the 10th round, man. This dude's metrics are incredible. And again, there's not much for competition. I mean, I could see it much more likely Breida winning that fucking job and Jordan Howard spelling him and not in a third, your normal third down type of role. Like, this is the part that'll suck because you're probably likely to see Jordan Howard Vulture a few touchdowns and things like that, but Brita's so good in in space when catching the ball that he's like a you know to take a few back himself. So I just feel like Brita is a great great value in this in dynasty right now. And hey, maybe the injuries don't stop for him. You know, maybe it just doesn't work out. But in the tenth round, you could potentially get something really good out of Matt Breida. Even RB2 numbers. So, worth the chance. And Tariq Cohen, 24 years old still. I'm not a big believer in David Montgomery. I'm also not a big believer in this Bears team as a whole, but I do feel like Foles gives Trubisky a little bit of an upgrade, and I do think Foles will be able to use Tariq Cohen a little bit better. And according to Cohen, he, he was really kind of banged up and overworked himself last year, and He seems like he's into a better routine this year, so I feel like he's going to bounce back. And again, in the 10th round, a steal, and at 24 years old, Now, in the 13th round, Tevin Coleman. Still another guy with good to great on certain 
you know, drills and whatnot, metrics. But then you think, you know, people were once really high on him. This is a good time to get Tevin Coleman. I'll tell you why. I like Raheem Mostert. I do. He fucking helped my squad out a lot last year, a few of them. But the problem is, this is that late round, undrafted, like it's the Damian Williams thing, right? And Tevin Coleman, well, he's been a Kyle Shanahan guy for quite a few years now, hasn't he? And I just see people being way too high on fucking... (laughs) Did I really just... (laughs) Raheem Mostert. That's who I was... That's the name I fucking spaced off. I wasn't even doing... How did that even happen? Anyway. (laughs) Pardon a me. So Tevin Coleman... Is 27, I believe? But dude still fucking... He can still play. Now, granted, he's not what I would call a complete back. But in Kyle Shanahan's system, he can be very productive. And I just see Mostert taking a step back. He's being drafted way too high. Tevin Coleman's still there. And they got rid of Matt Breida. So last year when there was Breida and Coleman and then Mostert came in, Coleman was still playing. There's a reason they got rid of Breida. They're good with Coleman and Mostert. Mostert gets hurt, doesn't live up to the hype, either which are really quite plausible. And I shouldn't say that because it's not like Mostert has a long history of injury, well, probably more so than Tim and Col- or less so than Tim and Coleman, but he's also up there. He's been a journeyman. He's de- like, I just, it's a lot of stock to put into this guy. And I like Raheem Mostert. Like I said, I used to call him the mustard man last year because he did great for me. But I can't trust him this year. And I like Tevin Coleman in the 13th. And Damian Harris in the 14th. Because that's a similar situation where, you know, Sony Michelle now, this is changing, probably going to change a little bit because we we still are waiting on more news about Sony Michelle. But he did have a surgical procedure. He may or may not be ready for, you know, week one. Is there a chance he goes on the pup list? Like, what's going on there? Damian Harris was already slated to probably get some more work. And if you ask me, particularly after the Patriots signing of Cam Newton, would it surprise you? Like, okay, they love James White. They'll probably hold on to him. But what about Rex Burkhead? They really going to hang on to him too? I just think we're going to see Damian Harris action this year. I really do. And, hey, 14th round right now? If not, 14th round. Now, of course, when you start getting into the double-digit rounds, the later rounds, you really want to hit on these guys. But these are some of the guys available with the potential to boom, okay? Which high upside. Like I've talked about with strategy with drafting. I like to draft guys that, yeah, you could draft an Adrian Peterson somewhere in the later rounds to make sure you get that somewhat you know, a little bit of consistent production. And unless guys gets hurt, then he's going to probably crank it up a little bit. But maybe they really use Bryce Lovemore this year. Who knows, anyway, how that backfield's going to work out. Although I do believe Cream will rise to the top. And we'll see guys leading the way. 
I'm banking on that, by the way. <laughs> but, but, in these later rounds, yeah, you can get guys like that, but you rather shoot for upside. A guy like Damian Harris, if he gets a shot taken over Sony Michelle, he could boom, boom, boom. Duke Johnson in the 15th. Dude's still only 26. Crazy metrics. Now, the Texans never seem to want to give him a real shot. But, and I know, there's, there's kind of a bandwagon going on with David Johnson. And, and yes, he was beat up last year. And, but I just look at it as I'm starting to wonder about his particular fragility because he hasn't always been the healthiest, right? And he's getting older. And I just, I wonder how effective he'll be. And now I'm sure he'll get fed because the Texans are going to try, try and make a point because they they got him in that, you know, infamous DeAndre Hopkins trade. So I'm sure they're going to try and make that work. But my money's on Duke. And I think the 15th round, perfect place to get him. And then you got Chase Edmonds, Rashad Penny, also in the 15th. Like, are we really sold on Kenyon Drake? He hasn't done sh- I realize he was with Miami. But he looked good for – he looked like – an awesome running back, an RB1, for half a year. Eight fucking games. Okay? That's a goddamn small sample size. So, I don't necessarily trust that. And then you look at Chase Edmonds. Uh-huh. 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 That's what I'm talking about. High upside. And then Rashad Penny. Now, this is someone, still young again, 24. He was a first-round pick. I don't know. I've never been a huge believer in Carson, but the Seahawks have, and they've produced him. So you got to take that into account. But they're also worried about him. They signed Carlos Hyde. They were looking at Devontae Freeman. I personally would have been much more happy with Devontae Freeman, but you know. Carlos Hyde, he finally looked decent with the Texans, but other than that, he's not been special. No. Now the problem is Penny's probably going to start on the year, on the pup list. And should he do that? Well, that, that's, of course, explaining his low ADP. But that's okay, because that could be a guy you stash, and then, boom, if he could be walking into a starting role week 9, 10. You never know. So this is something to keep an eye on, is that situation, and Penny is great in the 15th round. Now, there's plenty of other guys like, you know, your Tony Pollard's, Alexander Manis, all going in later rounds. And these high upside, you know, handcuffs and these high upside like the satellite plus types, the satellite back plus types. And that's kind of what Matt Breida is and Tariq Cohen. So we'll see how this all plays out in some of these backfields. But these are some of the guys I like. Now, moving on to wide receiver. Christian Kirk's going in the 10th round. Some people are down on him because of the DeAndre Hopkins thing, and I'm here to tell you I think DeAndre Hopkins is being way too overrated because he was kind of the man in Houston. Deshaun Watson's go-to guy. Will Fuller was constantly hurt. They didn't have a lot of other stuff. I mean, Kiku Kuti really showed some promise, but he also got hurt. It was last year. Was it last year they ended Kenny still? So they, they were trying, but it was really just... Hopkins was the man. Now he goes to Arizona. This offense likes to spread the ball around, use the running backs in different ways. 
we haven't seen him get tight ends too much involved, but they do the three and four wide receiver sets. I mean, they're going to spread the ball around, man. You still got Larry Fitzgerald there. You still got Christian Kirk. And it just blows my mind that on that Cardinals offense, the gap is DeAndre Hopkins, round one, right? Christian Kirk, round 10. Seems illogical to me, you know? That's a fucking huge gap for essentially the top two guys on the same team. And yes, I'm sure the Cardinals will use the shit out of Hopkins and they're going to love him, but (laughs) they're not just going to forget about the other weapons, in my opinion. Then you got in the 11th round, the aforementioned Will Fuller. If you can bank on him being a little healthy, if he can manage to do that, and that's an if, a big one. But if he does, I mean, you got to know when he's on the field, he killed it. He's had some really big games. Watson likes him. So, it's going to come down to health. And Nikhil Harry, I think he's going to take a big step. And if Cam Newton happens to be starting at some point for the Patriots, because everybody thinks it's a foregone conclusion, but maybe he's entering as a backup. I think that has to be taken into consideration. People are still claiming the Patriots love Stidham, so we'll have to see how this goes. But Cam, Cam would love someone like Nikhil Harry, I imagine. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. But regardless, I like Harry. Preston Williams in the fucking 15th round. and Or sorry, 13th. Anthony Miller in the 14th. Curtis Samuel Paris Campbell in the 15th. And I, I could go on and on the receivers that you go down the list. Preston Williams is the number two in Miami. They're going to be better this year. Preston Williams was great last year. Very good metrics, this kid. Anthony Miller, again, not huge on the Bears' offense, but Foles should give them a little boost if he wins the job. And, (laughs) I mean, Anthony Miller, it was just a few years ago as a rookie, people were like, fuck yeah. And don't get me wrong, Allen Robinson is still the dude there, and he will continue to be the dude there, but Foles could make it possible And, you know, if the offense steps it up a little bit this year, it could make it possible for Anthony Miller to put up, you know, relevant numbers. I like him a lot. 14th round, come on. Curtis Samuel, Paris Campbell, like how are some of these these guys? When you get into those later rounds, you got to do a few things. You look at their situation. Right? What's the situation on the team? Where are they on the depth chart, et cetera, et cetera? What's their the offense on their team run like? What's it like? If you're the third receiver on a depth chart, you better be on a team that's uh, pass-heavy if you want to be fantasy-relevant. And then you go and you say, bam, let's look at, all right, out of those players, let's look at playerprofiler.com. And you go and you check out their metrics. And you pick the most talented players. And that's who you take these chances on. Your dart throws, as they say, in the later rounds. 
you want to hit those the best of the athletes in the best positions, right? That's how I do it anyway. And we move on to tight ends. Now, this one blows my mind. In the 10th round, Mike Gusecki. What? I got a couple different leagues where I got him and TJ Hawkinson. Like, I'm loving some tight ends this year. And, you know, people, someone mentioned it on Twitter, and it was a good point that, hey, people say the tight end's deep this year, and there's a lot of breakouts and this and that. But, you know, there's quite a few times that's happened, and it doesn't come true. It's always the top five or six. And I agree, but I also think that the way the league is going with more passing and more creative plays, and you do see teams using tight ends more because, I mean, think about it. The very athletic ones are just kind of souped up wide receivers and they can be such a weapon in an offense. You got John Smith in the 11th round, Irv Smith in the 12th, I mean, I, I, after that, Ian Thomas. Let me look, let me look. Jay Sternberger, Ian Thomas, Chris Herndon. And this is all past the 12th round. Jay Sternberger, O.J. Howard. I mean, it's crazy. I mean, even Jack Doyle. I mean, he's not someone I'm huge on, but he's going in the 15th round. He's the starting tight end for the Colts. We're going to have a potentially high-powered offense. Josh Oliver in the 16th fucking round. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 16th round. I know the Jags signed Tyler Eifert, but what has this dude done? Oh, shit. Did this just somehow... What's going on here? I think somehow the computer got turned on. Very interesting, very strange. Anyway, <laughs> moving on, moving on. So you look at these list of tight ends and it's crazy. Josh Oliver, again, Tyler Eifert hasn't been the greatest the past few years. You know, the Bengals kept trying to give him a chance and trying to get, they kept signing him. He just couldn't do anything. And now, he hasn't been the same. He used to be so awesome. It bums me out because I had stock in Eifert. But I think those injuries were just too much for him. And Josh Oliver, he's already got a little bit. It, like He didn't do much last year, but he's got a little bit of run with Gardner Minshew, the starting quarterback. So he's got a little bit more familiarity, right? So that's shit we all got to keep in mind. That's a steal, it's crazy. It's crazy. I gotta figure out how to turn that goddamn computer off. My wife's computer up here going around town. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, cause she was using it earlier today. Yesterday. Wednesday, Thursday, one of those days. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. That's what I got for you for the madness. That's what I got. That's what I got. Steals and double digit rounds. Like I said, very good process. Look at those players in those later rounds and look at the ones that are in the best positions. And then from there, look out of those who are the most talented. Because you could also look at some other players 
on certain teams, sure. But some of these guys, you got to think, oh, they could really make a difference for your team. Because, like I said before, I like to go upside with my bench. I really do, as much as possible. Upside, 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 upside. Sorry. Sorry. No more chanting. Sorry. Anyway, anyway, anyway. So we're going to go ahead, chill for just a sec, take a quick one, take a quick breather, come back and close up shop. Game over, man. Game over. Game over, man. Game over. I'm glad. I got, it took me a second. I had to get this. I just ended up unplugging the computer. <laughs> it's my wife's computer. I'm not sure exactly. And even she doesn't use it all that often. It was given to us by a family member. And, uh, y- yeah, but uh, we've, all, we, we've got our own devices. So it's not something we use a ton. But anyway, moving on. Moving on. And actually, I didn't really change the Goodness. Goodness. Goodness gracious. Anyway. Anyway. Let's close it up. Close it up. I appreciate everyone joining and listening. And don't forget, follow at RMK Madness on the Twitters, on the Instagram, which I, I, I will get going eventually. I, my wife's going to help me out with it, to be honest. <laughs> Because I'm much better with the Twitter than the Instagram, and I'd rather spend the time on the Twitter. So I'm going to get a little bit of help. going to get a little bit of help. And don't forget to keep an eye out on my Twitter, for example, and playerprofiler.com. Look for my next article. should be out today, tomorrow, on, well, what we discussed on the last pod about modified zero RB strategy. Was that last pod? Did we discuss? Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Yes, that's what we discussed. (laughs) Goodness, goodness, goodness. Anyway, sorry, it's the rambling. It's the it's you know what? I just I probably need a little more marijuana. That's what I got to do. That's what I got to do. So we're just gonna finish it up. You peeps, my peeps, you all have a great weekend, you madcaps. But do me a favor. I know it's Fourth of July and. I know there's probably less people celebrating it this year than normal, given the circumstances. But if you're celebrating, just be safe. Be careful. The virus is still very real and still very infectious, even more infectious than it was. Now, it doesn't sound like it's any more serious, like I said. But just be careful out there, people. Come on, madcaps. Do it. Do it. Mask. Social distancing. Do it all. You could be like me. Stay home. Smoke a lot of weed and just uh, do some fireworks with the kids in the driveway. You know what I mean? But anyway, be careful. And and also, we don't know for sure that we're going to be getting sports. And uh, so it could be a while before we actually have sports. I'm just saying, everybody's excited, got their hopes up. But I, I, I'm, I'm just not sold. All this is going to get just get, go down. as a, We'll see. We'll see. So, in the meantime, if you like wrestling or ever have, like I said, I've mentioned it before. Check out that New Japan Cup. It's good stuff on New Japan World. They got some free videos. If you like it, if you like it, then pay. It's it's, it's like nine bucks a month. It's fantastic. 
It's worth it. And Fighter Fest. That's the AEW, like a two-night special that they put on this week. And don't forget to check that because good stuff, guys. Good stuff. If you're into wrestling, used to be, like I said, at all, this is good pro wrestling. And, yeah, it's weird. No fans. But uh, AEW in particular does a good job with uh, some of the other wrestlers filling uh, you know, getting in the stands, making some noise so that there's at least something. They do a good job of that. But anyway, that's what I got for you today. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. Don't forget, be safe, be vigilant, and be mad. Ta-ta for now. Laters.